Hello and welcome to the Waste of Webspace podcast, episode 21. Featuring Jimbo and Fisher. Excellent. Great to be back podcasting again. It is. Uh, and last week we sort of made the, the slight joke that the, on this episode we'd be able to drink in America. And uh, do you remember that? Because obviously 21 is the uh, drinking age in America. And somebody actually did uh, tweet us after that. It was Abrupt Radio, who are UK-based podcast advisors, uh, who offer free tips and tools to podcasters. Uh, They congratulated on this 20th episode and said that had we been podcasting in the UK, we could have been drinking before that. Yeah, obviously we do podcast from the yeah. UK, so we, we've been drinking, haven't we? We, are, we have not not right not right now. We, we're about to ha- we're about to have our first drink. We're not we're not saying we've been drinking for the rest of this, and we're, and we're, we're intoxicated for the rest of this podcast yeah. or anything like although, that. Although if you're on iTunes and you start playing this at sort of fifty percent speed, then it'll probably sound like uh, <laughs> we've been drinking, and the speech will become all slurred and everything. <laughs> um, but yes, so I wouldn't, but I wouldn't recommend doing that because the drunk podcast probably wouldn't sound as good as the sober one. But a big shout out to uh, the abrupt pod. Uh, the abrupt radio people for tweeting us that's very nice of you um just before we move on to another mention that we've got um we've got to mention as well um our episode name our episode we, name i've struggled a little bit with it this week um there's a few things we could have called it um basically it's, it's cruffs isn't it this week it is cruffs this week uh, but it's also cruffs also start i think it's on thursday cruffs, cruffs starts officially something like that so for four or five days i think something like that uh, i think so yes and on thursday it's also international women's day it is international women's day so uh, no relation between cruffs and women of course absolutely uh, not. apart from that there are a lot of women who uh enter cruffs um, with a dog, not not yep. not entering the contestant themselves. Yeah. Um, they do have a dog with them, and um, we've decided in that case to, it's a bit of a cheeky name. We're going to go with dogs and bitches, if that's oh, okay. Well, I'm not sure how that will go down, Jimbo. Well, in brackets, I did say maybe something less offensive, but I thought you know we are a comedy podcast, we'll go with it. Okay. But we are going to honour women in this podcast, aren't we? As well. Yeah. Can we not just call it dogs and well, yeah, dogs and women would surely be better. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, but they've got to have a bit of a title quirk, haven't they? I suppose so. But anyway, on on with the podcast. About women podcast. and bitches. That might be that would be better. Would be women better. and bitches. We'll yeah. go with women and bitches if, that, if that's okay. Um, so the next uh, <laughs> mention we've got is for Podknife, um, and this is a podcast information review website who put us on their website, didn't they? Uh, they did, and thank you very much for for adding us to your website. It is much appreciated. Hopefully, we will bring traffic to your website, and we will honour you and uh, and do the right thing. And um, yeah, but then if you want to check out, and you can review us on that website, you can as you can review us on um, Apple Podcasts and on things like Stitcher and so on. So please do send us what you think your reviews. We'll even read them out, good or bad. We don't care, do we? We'll read them out, whatever. Anyway. Yep. So yeah, uh, on to drinks then, Fisher. So drinks. it's obviously Cruffs themed show and women themed show. What have you got for us today? And before you, you're in charge of the drinks. Can I just check beforehand that you've got no ties to Russia? I have not. Uh, these are <laughs> these are from Yorkshire. They are not from Russia. You're not a double um, agent or anything. I'm not like... a double agent. Do you, know, do you know that double agent? Yeah. Um, apparently, he still used his own name. Right. When he was in wherever. I'm not sure where he's from. Obviously, I think he was. Uh, this incident happened in Salisbury uh, that we may talk about later on. Anyway, I'm sure this is going to come up later on. I was just saying. So Yorkshire Terry. Then what can you tell us about the, uh, the, the this beer that we're having for this podcast, Yorkshire Terry? Uh, it's made by York Brewery, um, and that's pretty much all I can tell you about it. Really, um, <laughs> it is a bitter. And named after a dog, of course. Named after a dog. Yes, oh, the Yorkshire Terrier dog. Yeah. 
Um, also a type of bus, actually. I seem to remember. Is that, also, is, that, is that also the nickname for Huddersfield Town Football Club? Now Premiership uh, team, of course. I believe so. Or they're just the Terriers, aren't they? I think it is just the Terriers, but they happen to be from Yorkshire as well. Yeah, that works pretty well for them. Um, so the, the drinks have been served just now, which is good. That's it. And instead of doing a, a coming up section, we're going to scrap that, aren't we? Because every week we, we, go, off, we go off topic a little bit, don't we? Yeah. We sort of end up doing different things in different orders. So let's just get straight on with the show, and we're going straight into... Apology of the week. Well, apology of the week. It also sort of ties in with jokes we were done last week, which is we're talking last uh, on last podcast about the NRA, the National Rifle Association in America. I said that the NRA has got around three million members. Uh, it turns out that they've actually got five million members. So, so you were a bit trigger happy, weren't you, with your stats last week? Yeah, shot too early. <laughs> So I think instead of being like 1% of Americans, it probably equates to about 1.5%. And is that on target, this 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 um, this statistic this time? I believe so, I believe okay, so. Okay, never mind. Uh, do you want to go straight on to... So because the linked apology of the week is also linked with joke we should have done last week, um, and this isn't... It, see, we could have called it puns we should have done last week, and you've just had a few there, but this is joke you should have done last week. Um, so we were talking last week about um, about the um, National Rifle Association, and uh, we said... This is something Fisher said last week. Uh, I'm not sure how many members of the National Rifle Association are on the in the US. Probably about three million. But it's about three hundred people, uh, three hundred million people live in America. So surely they are more powerful than the National Rifle Association. So off the back of that, then Fisher, what what is the joke you should have done this week? Well, when we said how can they hold such a presence over the America um, and be so um, powerful, have so much control, the answer is probably because the NRA own guns. <laughs> I've just realised as well that we, you know, we, we've we've sort of we've done this podcast now, twenty-one different episodes, yep. and we don't we don't always talk much about ourselves, do we? And and obviously that's not the aim of the whole podcast. We it's not just the Jim Brown Fisher show. We yep. try and cover as much of the topical stuff as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. But how are you, Fisher? Oh, what have, very you been, well. have you been up to much recently? Uh, I'm very well, thanks, Jimbo. I've uh, I've done done plenty. It's been snowing though. It has been snowing, of course. Is that what we're leading on to, or are we just asking in general? I was just asking in general. All oh, right, okay. Uh, yeah, it's been snowing. Yeah. Uh, around here, uh, the so-called beast from the east, yeah, um, which has had quite disastrous consequences. It's meant that it's, it's been quite notably bad. Some of the worst snow in uh, certain parts of the country for sort of ten years or so. Well, they were saying it, weren't they? And um, I think a lot of the other parts of the country, other than Sheffield and, South- and Yorkshire in particular, got it worse before us, didn't they? We got like a little flutter, and I was sort of saying, "Well, is this the beast from the east, or is this the fairy from the Canaries that we're getting?" I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, I, I was safe. I was wearing my string vest from the west. So it was okay. <laughs> well, this is the thing that they're, they're saying that it's not the last. We're going to actually have some oh, more no, snow, but, but it's not coming from the east. It's coming from the west. So they're dubbing right. it. They're, they're dubbing it the pest from the west. Pest from the west. Oh, yeah. um, which I thought was is Harvey Weinstein coming over. But now that's, <laughs> that's the sex pest from the west. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I've got that got that completely wrong. So, but it's not going to be as bad as the beast from the east. Apparently, it obviously called off a lot of football matches as well. 
Um, well, a lot of matches, sort of UK matches, end up getting rescheduled, postponed, even obviously Sunday league fixtures. But we're talking some big, big events sort of didn't take place. Like World Book Day didn't take place at a lot of schools because yep. a lot of schools were closed, so they're having it the following week, this week instead. You should have just gone dressed as a snowman, really, shouldn't you? I was, hope, I was hoping the Sheffield Wednesday matches would get called off, to be honest, because yeah. we really, really need it. It's been horrendous down there. Well, I think the Sheffield Wednesday team didn't turn up for the matches, but unfortunately <laughs> the other team did. So they, we haven't got the any players. They're all injured. Yeah. They're all injured. And um, I think I, I was just sort of, I was at the match last night as well, actually, in, uh, at, uh, watching the... It was a good, we had, what did we lose to last night? Ipswich. We should have beat them. We didn't beat them. We lost 2-1 again. Um, but I was thinking last night that we need a new head of recruitment at Sheffield Wednesday for, for players, for scouting talent, for all that kind of thing. And you know what? I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think we need Nigel Farage. Really? We he... need, well, we need more British talent and less yep. foreign, foreign talent <laughs> because they need to settle into the English game a bit quicker, I think, yep. is, is, is some of the problem. So. Can you imagine them all running around the pitch clutching a pint of beer? It'd be great, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, poss- possibly not. Maybe we ought to rethink that. But yeah, the, the snow, did, it caused it quite a bit of havoc, didn't it? So It did. On to the next thing. Or something next. else that caused a bit of havoc is I saw that a woman, and, and I don't really know I have any more on this story. It was just something I really saw really quickly. A woman was eaten by a lion. All right. <laughs> I don't know well, where, I don't know when, I don't know how. She shouldn't have been lying there, though. <laughs> exactly. But the worst thing is the lion was being looked after by a, a lion whisperer. Right. Which I did think to myself, well, if it have shouted lion instead of whispering lion, maybe she would have noticed there was a lion there and then not got eaten. Maybe. That's, that's a very <laughs> good point to make. Do you think she's taunted the lion over a number of years by eating lion bars and that sort of stuff? Potentially. And then he maybe. comes up and gets his own back. <laughs> she's eaten enough to kind of eat his, eat his entire family. Or possibly the lion was a bit annoyed um, that he'd not been able to go for a wee without paying on a train. Possibly. Because Which leads me into our next set. We're getting better at these links, yeah. aren't we? Maybe, maybe they're a bit tenuous. But... You, you now won't have to pay to go to the toilet um, in various train stations. Uh, I, I can't remember the exact figure that they've made. I think it was about £8 million they've made over sort of seven years. Is this network rail, is Network it? rail, yeah, charging people to go to the toilet. Uh, do you know what the most... Oh, sorry, that, sorry, that's in some stations. I think in the last ten years, Victoria Station has made more than £7 or £8 million from right, people okay. going to the toilet. You can go to the toilet on Victoria... And it'll cost you forty p or whatever it is. And yeah, there's there's certain other stations in London. Make... I only want one p. <laughs> well, exactly. Imagine actually the toilet forty times. <laughs> the thing, it, to be fair, it's not that bad of a value for me because once you're in, you can stay in. Mm. So if you want to go two or three times, you can do. You can just get them all out of the way in one go. And in most stations, you've got a pub. You can just go to the toilet in the pub instead. Exactly. Yeah. Or if you go or to just Sheff- wait to get on the train. Yeah. Ideally, they'd have a toilet though. Um, a fair few of them do, even the rubbish ones. Yeah, the ones that we get. It's just that if you do pull the flush, there's a chance that you'll go down with it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the only problem on those sort the of trains. The vacuum flush. Yeah. In Sheffield Station, though, if you you can pay by sort of the main entrance, can't you, to go to the mm-hmm. toilet? But if you go to the um, toilet between platforms uh, five and six, I think it is, it's free. All right. There's okay. a free toilet there, yeah. All right. Is What about one or two? I don't think there's... Uh, well, there's one on the back of platform one. No, I mean, do you go for a one or a two? Oh, right, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have to pay... Do you have to pay um, more depending on what you're going for? I think it's I think it's same. I think it's like a poll tax in terms of going to the toilet. doesn't matter whether you're having a very small wee or an enormous poo. It's all cost the same. <laughs> and if you if you need a 2B, it's a poo and slightly more. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> let's let's move up. This is going to be an apology of the, of the week for next I week. I think so. Too, yeah. too much poo talk. Let's talk about. Should we talk about Maplins? Yeah, go I for mean, it. Where would this podcast be without Maplins? I know. Well, and, it's just and a, their wires. This is it. This is where we get all our wires from, isn't yeah. it? Um, apparently, you can get them cheaper on Amazon. Nobody told us. Yeah, we just <laughs> went to the shop. We like went traditionals. Yeah, we went there. There's that many different wires that we've got to this podcast that we had to actually go and see the wires to make sure we knew what we were getting. <laughs> um, and they've gone to administration. Apparently, all these nerdy kids who like buying wires and that sort of stuff, they'd rather do the nerdy thing than shop over the internet. Can you believe that? What's the chances? Well, yeah, they've not really kept up with the with modern times, have they, I suppose, is the, is the problem. And um, I went in the other day, actually, to see if I could find any new bits for our own podcast. Um, not, not, there wasn't really that many, you know, to say they're in administration. I thought everything has to sort of go on sale straight away, but... Well, I think it, it is on sale, but, you know, it's just not a discounted right. Uh, it's still there. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think the administrators will probably be keen to conclude a sale of the business, no doubt. Um, I'm not sure what they'll be taking in terms of offers from people, although I presume they'll be looking to try and include in the sale uh, a three-year warranty and some gold-plated cables as well to mm. try and ensure they get a bit more. And then like you sort of like Toys R Us as well, um, Toys R Us. In, in the same sort of boat, aren't they, uh, have, have into been... administration, which you think, okay, maybe kids aren't buying toys anymore and they're wanting electronics and stuff like that. Well, Maplins have gone into administration as oh, well. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong there, but anyway. But I think Toys R Us has probably suffered from, well, again, competition. There are other toy shops underselling them, aren't they, on the same sort of products and stuff like that. But yeah. also, you know, do, do kids have as many toys these days? I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'll find out in the next few years yes, or so. Yeah. I'll have a miniature kitchen in my living room and yeah. a, a, a sort of little car riding through, electro- electronic now, solar powered, who knows, I don't know. Yeah, you'll be looking forward to that, no doubt. Um, but so they yeah. have more like tablets and games and things like that, don't they? Which you know don't you obviously don't take as much shelf space, and people buy them online as well. And... Yeah, um, I think one of the, one of the things with Toys R Us is that it's called a magical place, isn't it? You remember yeah. the remember the advert, a magical place all under one roof with the, it's huge, called with the giraffe. With a giraffe, yeah. But you, you need a giraffe like that in a store yeah. like that because we've seen how high the shelves are. Exactly. Yeah. I, in fact, that's probably one of the problems. People just couldn't buy anything because they couldn't reach the top of the shelf if they really wanted something. Especially when it's kids that go in there who are shorter than adults. <laughs> but they, they have the great thing, you know, it's the magical place. It's called Toys R Us. Toys R Us. Toys R Us. <laughs> it's not that magical when you go in, is it? It's just like an old like sort of warehousey type thing with toys in it. Mm. Um, so I, I think it's probably lost out. Should have a train there. track going around it and everything that you can sit on and yeah. get to where you want to go. They, they need to sort of grade it a little bit, make it a bit more like a theme park, maybe. Mm. If you need us, Toys R Us, just let us know. We've, we've, we're full of ideas. We've just got to pay for them. Yeah, I think there was a sign they were struggling because <laughs> I think they tried to pay some suppliers using that plastic money that they. Oh that they well, have here. yeah, there you go. That's it. Or maybe they've been accepting plastic money. Could thinking, be. well, we are a toy shop, why, why not? And yeah. they realise it doesn't transfer into actual currency later on down the line. Hmm. Not sure. Um, but the final thing on it is, wouldn't it make a great plot line for a new Toy Story film? All the toys are in a shop, it's gone into administration. Could do, yeah. Shop shut, nobody visits for ages. Mm. Again, Pixar, Disney Pixar, if you're listening. Ideas are here. Just yeah. need uh, just need payments. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you want to get in touch, then yeah, we're great to talk about our ideas. It'd be great. Um, but I'm trying to think what else has happened. Uh, one of my favourite things actually that has happened literally happened yesterday. Uh, footballer Sanchez Watt. I've heard. I think I heard, heard about, about this. Uh, you can see actually. I think, what happened? Uh, well, the, <laughs> I think he kind of gets into the crux of the matter quite uh, quite quickly. He was playing uh, in a game of football and presumably putting a bad challenge on someone. Uh, the referee went to book him. Uh, said to him. Can I have your name, please? And he said, what? He said, the referee said again, can I have your name, please? And he said, what? He said, can I have your name? And obviously his name is what? So he said, what? Uh, so the referee sent him off. Because <laughs> he was being cheeky to him. That's very unfortunate. Uh, unfortunately, though, uh, sense was seen and the captain of whichever team it was 
uh, ran over and said, why have you sent him off? Um, of why I asked, <laughs> he said why have you sent him off he said he kept saying what I said well that's his name because if you had like what why and where playing for the same team it could yeah. get into it could get it could get a bit tricky um, but it, you'd have thought it would have noticed his mistake as soon as he turned around and walked off the pitch at which point it would have his name displayed on the back of his shirt <laughs> um, but that was picked up on and uh, I suppose there's a is there a Burnley defender called Ben Mee right okay I think uh, who plays in centre, centre half for Burnley so the same thing could happen there you know you come over here. What's, What's your name? name? Me. me. What's your name? Me. Yes, yes you. you. <laughs> me. Uh, could it get a bit like the Chuckle Brothers. It could, yeah. Um, and then finally, we mentioned it briefly at the start of the uh, show. Um, this, this sort of, I mean, I, I think we've, you know, like the news normally starts with the serious stuff first, then works its way down to the more and now comical stories, like you know the woman being eaten by a lion. Okay, very not, maybe not comical, but maybe a bit out there, mm-hmm. or the sort of snow, or you know the things about Sanchez. What? Well, we're we're leaving that bit till the end of our news section. We're leaving the important bits till the last bit in our news section, and that's the Russian spy poisoning incident. Yes, that happened over the weekend. Um, These Russians, we thought it was bad when they sent the snow over and the beast from the east, (laughs) but it turns out that we believe, uh, well, we don't really know much about the story, do we, that someone who was a former Russian double agent uh, had a, it was given something that appears to have caused him quite a lot of damage and also his daughter as well who was with him. Um, so I'd, I'm not really sure what we can well, say about this. It's not a particularly funny there's, subject. There's, well, there's nothing been, there's nothing really been confirmed, hasn't there? Although um, Boris Johnson's caused a bit of issue by sort of um, Russia. Well, to Russia, what Russia is saying back is that well, Boris has made this statement about what he thinks has happened and all that without actually any investigation going down. And yeah, it's it's a bit sort of badly mis, uh, badly handled sort of. PR talking and stuff like that again, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. It seems uh, not very good. He started talking about football and maybe not going to the World Cup, <laughs> as if that's going to make any difference yeah, to The first thing anything. you can think of, yeah, you know what? We're not going to the World Cup. We're taking yeah. our ball and staying at home. Yeah, <laughs> keeping our ball. Um, yeah. ZZ's, um, that's where apparently... Uh, have you ever been to ZZ, Aiton ZZ's before? Uh, not the one in Salisbury, and I'm not going to, by the sound <laughs> of it. I've been to the one in uh, Meadow Hall uh, a few times. You wasn't poisoned there or anything? I wasn't poisoned there. I was once actually in a restaurant next to ZZ, um, having a having a drink, and in the and sat like right at the table that was next to where the ZZ bit was in the restaurant I was in. And as it so happened, in the ZZ were my mum and dad, and they were sat right pretty much slap bang next to me. Oh, were they okay? They were fine. Yeah, Your dad's not a double agent, yeah. or anything like that. Not that I'm aware of. Um, it works for swept, I think. <laughs> uh, private joke, that one. Um, <laughs> so they they're both okay. Uh, they haven't had any issues at ZZ's. Right, okay. And in th- this sort of double agent business, um, what, what, you know, what a double agent is somebody who is a spy, but actually is spying for the wrong people, but the original people are supposed to be spying for don't know. Yeah. Can you get, like, double estate agents? What, who actually want to try and... Not sell your house, or... Get you to buy a house instead of to sell it. I don't know. Could be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you, uh, yeah, I'd like to put my house on the market, please. Could you tell me how much it's worth? How much do you want to pay for it? Yeah. <laughs> Is it that kind of thing? Exactly, yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's all we've got time for with the news section, so we'll move swiftly on. The only other bit of news was, of course, that uh, Vodafone want to put a 4G mast on the moon. Um, so that you'll be able to get uh, terrible phone signal everywhere else, but great phone signal on the on the moon. Yeah, great if you're a clanger. Yeah, or, we should have mentioned that last week when we we're talking about uh, going to space. Who? Yeah. What network are you with? 
Uh, I'm with EE. Oh, so so everything everywhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm but with, not the moon. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with nothing nowhere. Right, uh, NN um, is what, that's that's the network I'm on. Anyway, uh, so we're moving on to our, our section then, which is uh, Cruffs. So I need a bit of a. That okay? Uh, well, I've got a cat, so just be careful playing that. Uh, <laughs> it might scare the cat. So. We've got his headphones on, so yeah. hopefully the cat can't hear it. Um, so, yeah, it is Crufts. Um, starts this week, I believe. Um, so I think we need to talk about Crufts. I've got a few little facts for you. And then I've got a little quiz. It, as in pure waste of web space podcast style, we've got a little quiz for you. We have. Um, so, yeah, Crufts. Here we go, then. So it's an annual dog show that started in 1891 by a gentleman named Charles Crufts, who was a dog biscuit maker yeah and so he's quite self-absorbent that he decides to name it after him obviously <laughs> but there we go yeah um but it gets interesting this actually because it's, it's 127th crufts mm-hmm. um and i thought well what relevance is that you know what what does that mean to a dog absolutely nothing so it's 889 years old in dog years it's right okay that's, that's, that's better that's, that's more helpful <laughs> yeah, exactly so just just for the dogs listening this makes a lot more sense for them yep. i suppose um, and, and we'll play this in a really high pitched sound for you if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, should I should have got a dog whistle and see if we could have had any sort of impact from maybe the dog alone, the dog bark that we've just had. I'll just do it again. Yeah, that's enough. Okay, yeah. maybe that will get a few dogs barking. And if we, yeah. if, you, if your dog has responded to our podcast, please do get in touch. It's great for our listening figures. We can count them. Yeah. Apparently, especially for this episode. Can we count seven times as many like it is for human years? <laughs> um, it was first televised in 1950. Um, this year, it's been presented by Claire Bolding, who does have a link back to Crufts because I think. She's a horse racer. Yeah, and that's a do- she dogs, does she? <laughs> no, but she had a great grandfather who apparently had a dog that won Crufts. Something right, like that, okay. anyway. I didn't look into it in great bit of detail. But the other presenter is former Olympic athlete Ewan Thomas. Really? Why? Why? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> is he trying to get the dogs to run the 400 metres? I have absolutely no idea. I know he's got into TV presenting and so on, but uh, there's, there's, there's no real obvious link there, is there? You know, he, he might like dogs. Is that enough yeah. to qualify you to, I like dogs, but could, you know. Well, you're not a TV presenter, though, is a slight problem. Podcast presenter. Podcast presenter, yeah. You can do a dog, there. Po- dog podcast, a dog and cast. I, and I've done extensive research into Crufts, so yeah. maybe put me forward for next year. Okay. Um, so anyway, in 1974, they decided to have a massive rebrand, okay? Okay. Rebrands obviously draw more people in. So they changed the name from Crufts to Crufts. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Was it spelled with a K previously? No, or... they removed the apostrophe. Oh, right, okay. Well, yeah. huge, huge rebrand. Uh, and since 2010, it's been the DFS Crufts Dog Show. Oh, right, okay. Does it so... close down every... Well, it does close down every year, doesn't it? And yeah. it opens up again the next year. Yeah, so. they've got loads of sales on, things yeah. like that. And, you know, I suppose uh, dogs on dogs can sit watching on the sofa at home themselves. Yeah, that's a good a idea. DFS sofa. Uh, again, I'm not sure the exact link there, really. Maybe on the assault course, they could get them jumping over, like, a, a settee and running along an armchair. <laughs> maybe, maybe, like, reclining an armchair and jumping off it and that sort of stuff. <laughs> See how far the dog can get fired when it reclines. Possibly, yeah. Uh, and the numbers of overseas entrants into Crufts has gone up over recent years. Well, that'll stop when Brexit kicks in as well, won't well, it? Well, that, that's but... the thing, you know, with all, all this talk, it's actually just gone up and up and up. In fact, last year, a dog called the... Uh, a Cocker Spaniel last year was the winner of the uh, best best dog in show, basically. The, you know, the big overall sort of trophy. Mm-hmm. And uh, talking about this, you know, overseas entrance going up and up and up and so on, um, it was a Cocker Spaniel named Afterglow Miami Inc. Do you know where he was from? I would have... 
I'd guess I would say Miami, but it surely can't be that easy. Blackpool. Blackpool. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this, despite all those uh, entries going up across the, uh, you know, yeah, it's it's Blackpool. So I thought I'd do a, a few quick sort of quizzes with you, if that's all right. A few quick que- yep. quiz questions all about Crufts, and they're not all going to be the sort of straightforward type of answer. They're going to be a bit mixed up. So normally we either do true or false all the way through, or we do sort of multiple choice. I've mixed them up a little bit this time, okay. just to try and get you, you know, just to try and test you out a little bit. So. Uh, I've only got four. Um, number four is kind of three different questions in it, but only four, so it won't take too long. So, okay. how many dogs have pooped live on TV during the time Crufts has been broadcast? Oh, I'm, I'm meant to do guess you, this. Do you want, well, do you want me to give you like a range, or do you want to have a straight out I th- guess? I think it must be. Well, Crufts has been on for, well, you said, is it 50s, you said? So, at least sort of 70 years. Yeah, on TV. Um, yeah. So, I think you're probably talking maybe 10 dogs a year, so maybe 700, something like that. I'd guess. One dog. One is that all? One dog pooped live on TV. Oh, which and, one was it? And and actually these stats are based on 2015 stats. Right. I couldn't find an updated version of whether another dog has pooped in between now and 2000 and well, on basically TV, the last yeah. two years on TV. But I presume not. I couldn't find anything else. So I think yeah. it's just the one. Really? And I didn't find out what the dog was even. That would have been quite interesting to know. I'm not sure whether how far they got in the competition, of course. Yeah. Um, never mind. Maybe if, if they left a poop on the start line, then they might have kind of managed <laughs> to convince everyone else to run through it. And Yeah, do you think they had to pick it up or did someone get a fine or something? And what about if you didn't have a doggy bag? If it didn't happen that often... Yeah, you're indoors. Do you have to pick up dog poo when it's indoors? I don't know. No, no idea. Uh, in 1974, then, uh, this is a question, by the a, a true or false question. Um... In 1974, Crufts featured in a murder trial. True or false? Um, I, th- I, I see why it could be, because I, I think maybe someone could give the alibi that they were at Crufts, or maybe a dog mauled someone and they said it was actually training for Crufts or something like that. So I think that could be true. It is true. Not quite the right answer. Um, <laughs> okay. but, but the year in 1974, which was a really eventful year for Crufts because they took the apostrophe out of the name. Oh, right. So if it wasn't... If that wasn't enough... Do you think it was the apostrophe that killed the person? <laughs> it possibly was, yeah. The apostrophe fell out of the sky, off the cruft sign, yeah, and landed on top of someone. A really disappointed apostrophe. Maybe yeah. it just went off the off the plot because it, it weren't involved in Crufts anymore. Yeah. We sort of, his career was going downhill, couldn't find another TV show that wanted an apostrophe at the time. Yeah. Um, he, he managed to eventually get a job on Bruce's Prices Right sort of later <laughs> on. Uh, it wasn't the apostrophe that killed somebody. No, what happened was in the year 1974, uh, not only did they lose the apostrophe, but they also featured in a murder trial at the Old Bailey. Um, they were they, they were sort of, they was involved in, in sort of the trial because um, basically they were told that a man who'd, who'd started an affair with a woman when he met at Crufts, was stabbed to death by his wife um, right. with the knife that he had used to cut up their dog's food. So really? She made mincemeat of him. Hey! <laughs> um, on this day, two th- I know, it's, it's, it's true story, yeah. but yeah, there you go, so that's that's true, that one. In 2010, the Gundog group, part of the competition, was interrupted by what? So Gundog is a type of breed of sort of, or category of dog, I suppose. And it was interrupted by what? I'm going to give you three different options. Is that okay? Yeah. So the first one then is a group of Labradors escaped and ran onto the show field. That's, right. that's, is it that one? Or was it a streaker? Or was it a power cut? So what interrupted the dung, uh, Gundog part of the competition? What interrupted it? A group, um, escape group of Labradors, a streaker or a power cut? I can't imagine a streaker would really 
Is why not... Streaker would be a bit dangerous at Crufts, surely. All the dogs running <laughs> dogs around. Dogs like chipolatas. Yeah, if one's particularly <laughs> hungry, depending on whether it's male or a female. Power cut again. It's I'll say it's a, I would say it's a bit obvious, not obvious at all. But Labradors are there, aren't they? So I think I think the dogs. I think the dogs themselves tricked you there. It was a streaker was oh, in yeah. 2010. Yeah, and fortunately they didn't lose the chipolata. Yeah. Um, sausages. He <laughs> um, was wearing nothing but shoes and socks and a cat-shaped mask, which is even more surprising that he didn't get anything bitten off, to be fair, if he was wearing a cat-shaped mask. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, the cat-shaped mask was covering his modesty. Yeah. So it's not the best thing to cover. If anything, you want to put something there that's going to scare dogs, you know? Yeah, yeah, you thought so. Like a hoover or something, <laughs> you know? Put a hoover there and the dogs aren't going to go near it. Um, but he had on, on, on his, uh, apparently had on, the, on his chest, I think, had words iStreak.com, which is a website. I've not actually checked it out myself, but if anyone wants to have a look at iStreak.com, maybe it's a, a website that sort of collects all these streakers and, you know, a bit of a, bit of a, like an, an awards website, I suppose. Could be. I always remember as a streaker at the snooker, World Snooker Finals, on the, the last day, the actual final day, Sunday night, and they're introducing the players down here. They walk down the thing with the snooker cues. Did they touch any of the balls? It didn't touch any of the balls. Um, <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember there was an episode of our podcast where we uh, we, we got into some snooker puns? That... <laughs> uh, yes, there was a number <laughs> of years ago. Should we not go there again? We'll not, we'll not go there again. Um, <laughs> but the commentators were John Virgo and Willie Thorne on the snooker <laughs> final. And the uh, streaker just ran on, as players have been announced, ran on, uh, like sort of rolled around near the table and whatever, then ran off. And security light came and grabbed hold of him. And you know what John Virgo said? He said, well, I'm snookered. <laughs> and I thought, if only he'd have had the, the foresight to have turned around and said, look at that, Willie. <laughs> to Willie Thorne. But uh, he, didn't think, he didn't think on to do that. So he was snookered by somebody's balls. He was, yes. Anyway, okay. Uh, this is the, so we've, you've got only one out of three right so far. So this is number four. Um, can you get these right? So, well, basically, yeah, it's one question. It's case, can you sort of arrange them or, you know, okay. sort of get the right ones anyway? So I just thought I'd look at some, some dog breeds because there's some dog breeds out there that are quite random and yeah. odd names. And I thought I'd, I'd, I'd give two real ones and one fake one. I want you to tell me which are real, which are fake. Okay. Yeah. So the three dog breeds I've got then, uh, bear in mind I've made one of these up. I won't tell you which one, obviously. That'll give away the answer. Uh, a Peekapoo. Right. A Donkim and a Cockamoo. Okay. So... Or Cockamoo, sorry. said that wrong. Are you going to give so, details of what's been crossed to get them? Well, I think you've got to work that out to oh, work right, out okay. whether it's real or real or right. fake. So so one of these is fake. Is it a Peekapoo? Okay, so a Peekapoo. A, a Donkim or a Cockamoo? Well, a Cockamoo could be a Cocker Spaniel and or something, but I can't think of what it'd end in Mo. <laughs> Uh, what was the first one again? Sorry, uh, a peekapoo. Peekapoo, which could be a, a pecan, but that's a type of nut, so that's not a dog. <laughs> a peekapoo, which could be a um, poodle, and last one was a. Uh, what did you say? Oh, uh, sorry, the middle one. Oh, a donkim. A donkim, which could be a. What could it be? Don donkim. Ah, oh, my my dog knowledge is very very poor. I would say that because for the first and the last one, I can think of at least what half of it will be. Uh, I'm going to say it's a donkim that's made up. You are correct, yes. yes. And I'll, I'll tell you why then, okay? So a peekapoo. Um, peekapoos are a crossbreed between uh, Pekingese, Pekingese, oh, right, yeah. Pekingese, something like that, and a poodle. Yep. So you obviously would have got that part of it. Uh, a cockamo is a cocker spaniel and an American Eskimo. Oh, a, right, yeah. a donkim is a cross between Donald Trump and Kim yeah. Jong-un. <laughs> if you can imagine it. Yeah. If you can imagine it. And if you can imagine them in a competition, would yeah. they win best of show? They'd probably Worst be one of them that, that pooped. Um, yeah. 
that dropped a uh... <laughs> badly groomed dogs were thought those two surely <laughs> anyway Variety. so I hope you enjoyed uh, our our Cruffs quiz yep. and uh, yeah enjoy it tell us what you think of Cruffs so if you've got any sort of Cruffsy sort of dog jokes you want to share with us um, or views please do let us know going to talk a bit about women okay yeah of course um, because we've uh, obviously the the title of the of the podcast which we we origi- originally suggested calling um what did we say i think we said dogs and bitches it's now dogs and bitches it's now women and bitches women and bitches because yeah, yeah it's, it sounds less offensive we weren't trying to be offensive we were just trying to look for a, a quirky name weren't we i don't think anyone's gonna believe anything like that <laughs> in all honesty. no we, we, but, okay so we're going women and bitches now yeah. because then um, we've covered the dogs and and the women and obviously yeah. uh thursday as well as being the start of cruffs is also international women's day which will be the 8th of march um one thing that amuses me quite a lot about international women's day is that uh, one of my favorite comedians uh, richard herring uh, goes on Twitter every year on International Women's Day on the ninth, on the eighth uh, of March, and what he does is he waits for everyone to say it's International Women's Day today. When's International Men's Day? And what he does is he tweets everyone back who says that and says International Men's Day is on the nineteenth of November well, because there is an actual day for that. I mean, the, the people who ask that question are, are ridiculous anyway because um, the, there's a there's an international day for practically everything. Have you not got an international day named after yourself? You probably have. Uh, you just don't know about it. Not as far as I'm aware. There's but... talk like a Pirate Day, there's like peanut butter day, there's 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 everything. There, there is a day for absolutely everything. If you if, if there's a day that doesn't exist, it, it'd be hard to find. There, yeah. there, there will be a day for everything. So if there's an International Women's Day, there's bound to be an International Men's Day. But um, of course, International Women's Day is important, isn't it? Because, you know, we, they've not always had the, the respect and unfortunately still don't get the respect that they deserve. Yes, exactly. It's, it's, this year is 100 years since uh, women were granted the vote in this country. Um, so I thought we would get together a quiz for some of the You're famous... joking, they can vote! Apparently so, yeah. For sake. <laughs> No wonder this country's in. Am I joking? We are, we are of course, joking there. Um, but I thought I'd put together a quiz based on famous women throughout history or people who have affected modern society. Um, so we'll start with Florence Nightingale. Um, what is her connection to pies? Is it, in an attempt to show what illnesses people suffered from during the Crimea War, she popularised popularized the pie chart? It was a good way to graphically represent people and their illnesses. Or... In an attempt to improve people's health on the hospital ward during the Crimea War, she popularised the steak and kidney pudding as she realised that the high iron content in kidneys helped patients' immune systems. Well, it's funny you should say that because it is International Pie Week as well, isn't it? Or British Pie Week or something like that. Is that but Pie you, Week you know, or you, Pie Chart Week? You or? know, I could just mention there's, there's some sort of day in celebration for absolutely everything. Well, there's another one. Uh, sort of British Pie Week. And yeah, we're not talking pie charts. We're talking about the actual pastry-based pie. Yep. Not like the American cake version of pie that's ridiculous mm-hmm. it's it's british pie week i think it yep. is so any sort of pie which isn't you know you just call pies you know cakes pies in america don't you cakes pies. i'm not in america the similar apple pie you know those kind uh, of yes, things yeah which is fine uh we just call them we 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 what we like we're, we're talking like savory pies aren't we yeah when we talk pies over here generally got meaty content or something like that so um the answer to your question which i cannot remember the question uh, uh the no question i'm only was... joking I, I know so basically did florence nightingale invent the pie chart or did she do something with actual pies, pies? and, and popularise a steak and kidney pie? I'm going to go for the pie chart. And I'm going to say that because I know that nurses um, 
well, and doctors and so on, the, the, the graphs and stuff that they have nowadays, they must have originally come from somewhere. Yeah. And maybe Florence was the one who did that. You would be right. Excellent. There we go. What do, you want? Uh, do you put the sound effect back on? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not the dog barking. Let's play the clapping one that you normally play. I thought I'd just do that just for yeah. the sake of it. Okay. Just just for those dogs again that might be listening. Yeah. Uh, and for the for the great woman herself of modern society, Theresa May. Okay. How did, how did she embarrass herself in front of the Tories? In 2010, she told the Tory party conference that an illegal immigrant had avoided deportation because he owned a pet cat. This turned out to be a load of rubbish. In 2003... Or, in 2003, during a party conference speech, she said that she enjoyed being the MP for Maidstone. Unfortunately, she's actually the MP for Maidenhead. Right, okay. I was gonna, I was wondering whether turning up for work was going to be one of the <laughs> one of the options. Just because, she embarrassed herself by becoming Prime Minister. And especially, yeah, especially some of the uh, flops that she's had since, uh, since being Prime Minister. Um, okay, uh, so is it going to be... As, as, you know, as, as pretty bad as she has... Can can sort of been as prime minister. Um, I don't think she would have messed up the sort of constituency that she represented. So I'm going to go with the cat one. I think. So you think she claimed that someone owned a pet cat and avoided deportation, but that turned out to be a lie. Yes. You are correct. Yes. Mother. Now next one. Sim- uh, we've gone from Theresa May. To Mother Teresa. Oh, right. I'm okay. glad you said Theresa May first because yeah. I would have got the two confused. Yes, yeah, they're so similar <laughs> in the good they do for the world. So, Mother Teresa, what's interesting about her death? Is it her death was largely overshadowed as she died on the same day as Princess Diana? Or she was made a saint by Pope Francis after two miracles were directly attributed to her, even though she was dead at the time these two miracles took place? Um, I, I, I somehow think, in a way, both of them are somehow true. Because I'm sure I've heard, I'm sure she died at a very similar time to somebody else really, really sort of popular and well-known. I seem to think that. Um, but I also know that they were, they have made her a saint. I remember that being talked about and being done. I, I, this is really tough on this. I'm going to go with the saint one. She was made a saint, and I'm not sure about the other bits after, but yep. she was some, something to do with being made a saint. Okay. And you would be right. Oh, look at this. She was made a saint, and to be made a saint, you have to have, or believe you have to have, in the Catholic Church, two miracles directly attributed to you. And one miracle was that someone had got a seemingly incurable disease and somehow just got better from it, and it was said that Mother Teresa had somehow cured him, in spite of the fact she'd been dead for about ten years or something like that. (laughs) So I don't quite know how that works. Uh, And in terms of Princess Diana, I've I've heard it said before that she died on the same day as Princess Diana, so that was going to be the question. But then when I looked at it, she didn't. She died on the same day as Diana's funeral. Which right, was about okay. a week later, yeah. I, I, so I believe that's the case. I mean, it, it does happen. Famous people do die on the same day, so well, um, and the same year. Thinking about two thousand and seventeen, and and some of the, I, well, it, it, I know that I know that's a good chance, more chance of that happening. But yeah, it does. It does seem to strangely happen like that, doesn't it? I think there was a famous author, Aldous Huxley, who wrote uh, Brave New World, died on same uh, died on the same day as. John F. Kennedy, so no one really reported his death. Mm-hmm. Uh, Farrah Fawcett died in the same day as Michael Jackson in 2009. I presume the families know, though. I believe so, yes. I think it'd be... I think it'd be I'll tell you what. The, I've not, I've, I left him a voicemail message. He's not even got back to me yet. <laughs> yeah, this was like 60 years ago now. But I, I would have... I've not called him since because I was so much thinking about the death of Michael Jackson or yeah. whatever. Yeah, okay. Uh, the Queen. Not sure if you've heard of her. Yes, um, okay. What? When did she do her first? So, <laughs> the Queen first sent an email in 1976 from an army base. Or 
She sent her first text message in 1989 whilst in the Science Museum. I thought one of the options was going to be when did she first pay 20p for a Wii yeah. in a railway station? I think. Or number two. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a one. <laughs> uh, so, can I have the options again, please? So, so she sent the first email. Did she send the first email in 1976 at an army base? Or did she send the first text message in 1989 at the Science Museum? Um, uh, so, she's only done one of these. I think she has at some point sent both an email and a text message. Oh, when did she do the first? But when did she do her first one? Okay, I'm going to go the email. Email in 1976 from an army base. You are correct. Ah, excellent. I thought so because... I know that a lot of the sort of, a lot of, sort of emails started with the military, didn't it? That's yeah. sort of where it came from, yeah. I was hoping you might think that uh, sort of text messages, science, science museum, Mike Lincoln. I'm not sure what she might have emailed out, yeah. Please help. Prince, <laughs> Prince Philip's here. He's, he's just seen someone who's not a native. Yeah. He's about to make a gaffe. Tell the PR people. Um, but uh, there we go. We're moving on to uh, mentioned uh, sort of very briefly when we're talking about uh, Mother Teresa, Princess Diana. So uh, how have we commemorated her? Or how have we quite badly commemorated her? To commemorate the life of Princess Diana. We're featuring in the podcast. What more does she want? Uh, well, yes. It's only, what, uh, 22 years since the death? 21 years since the death? So, yeah, this is the honour that she's always been waiting for, no doubt. <laughs> so how did, how did we badly commemorate her? Was it that to commemorate the life of Princess Diana, in 2000, a children's playground was opened uh, which captured the fun and loving, uh, the fun-loving spirit of Princess Diana? Upon its opening, it was noticed that the misprint on the playground's entrance referred to the loving memory of Princess Diana. Okay. Or was it to commemorate the life of Princess Diana? In 2004, a fountain opened in Hyde Park. As Diana was an accessible princess, people allowed to wade in the fountain. Unfortunately, three people fell over, end up in hospital, so the fountain had to close but reopen with a fence around it. Um, I might. I was. I was. I was thinking. I was thinking that it might be the first one because how could they make a, a mistake like that with somebody like Diana and get a name completely wrong? But then the second one sounds like. You know, health and safety's been quite strict for quite a long time. And mm. Whether they did have got that wrong, I'm not. I'm going to go with the first one. I think. I think the first one might be the the answer. So, do you think uh, it the was a playground, playground incident? Yeah, uh, you're wrong. Oh, I thought we we're going to get. I thought we we're going to get full marks today. On for a full house. Um, there is there is a uh, playground for her, which is actually quite near Diana Memorial Fountain. Uh, the fountain, yeah, it opened. People went in it, fell over, so it had to close and reopen with the fence. And uh, in general. Didn't, didn't, didn't work very well, I think is the uh, main point to note. So uh, moving on to someone else, uh, Joanna Lumley. Okay, she. you know what? She ho- she opened uh, the Fox Valley retail new retail park in Stocksbridge, so just outside of Sheffield for those people not from the, the local area. Uh, she was here not long ago opening a shopping centre. All right, well, that's that question uh, uh, out of the uh, way because one of the And then she did was... something very little. At, uh, she did something, she presented an, an award show not long ago as well. Uh, the BAFTAs, <laughs> I think, yeah. Something like that. I mean, obviously nothing in comparison to the opening of the retail park in Stocksbridge. But, oh, so I've ruined it, this one, yeah. have I? Uh, no, no, I was only joking. Okay. That, that wasn't one of the options. Um, so what has she done in London? Did in... she pay 20p for a week? Uh, could have done, could have done. <laughs> she may have even played 30 or 40p, who knows, who knows which station she was going to. And what she uh, was doing. Yeah, and the question definitely isn't, did she have the BAFTAs? Uh, so <laughs> in the past few years, she has spent her time trying to get permission to build a garden bridge over the River Thames. The bridge would be a pedestrian bridge and have a nice green environment with plants and flowers to relieve the hustle and bustle of London life. Or, whilst the London, when the London Eye opened in 2000, Joanna Lumley was one of the first people to ride in a capsule and do a full rotation of the wheel in 1999, as her and Jennifer Saunders did some filming in there for a special Millennium episode of Absolutely Fabulous. Interesting. And you've made one of these up? I've made one of those up. 
So both of them are quite hard to make up. Um, I got, it sounds like something Joanna Lumley would want to do, build a, a, a bridge garden. Is that right? A bridge garden? Uh, well, effectively the bridge going across the Thames, but it's got like sort of plants on it. You know, most bridges across the Thames, you just like walk across it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but Joanna wanted to, to maybe build a, a garden on a bridge. So uh, could yeah. just build a garden. Could have built a garden. I don't think there's much space as a slight problem. <laughs> well, possibly that's why. Okay. Or a floating garden on the Thames. Could have done, yeah. It'd be easier. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, I think, especially, you know, end of the 90s. 90s was, Ab Fab was quite popular back then yeah. as well, going into the millennium. So I'll go with that one, I think. You're wrong. Oh. Yeah, she tried to, um, her and someone else came up with the idea of this garden bridge and uh, there's been a bit of news about it because it's cost the London taxpayer uh, quite a lot of money. Is it getting basically. done? It's not getting done. Oh, right, it's, okay. it's been abandoned, but they pay quite a lot of money to not do it. Well, we could have one down at the River Don or something like that in Sheffield while she's popping into Stocks, Stocks, yeah, I don't <laughs> Stocks think... Bridge at Stocks Valley. Yeah, yeah, I could do. I don't think, I don't think the River Don's quite as wide as the Thames is. There's a slight, uh, slight problem. Well, it costs a lot less. Cost a lot less. Be better for the uh, it'd economy. Just be, God, it'd just be like a, a, a plot, an allotment plot size of it. Yeah. I don't know, something <laughs> like that. Uh, and I, I completely made up the bet about London Eye. So, uh, moving next on I've been to... on London Eye, though. I have been on London Eye. Mm. Yeah, it's very good. Very enjoyable experience. Uh, Malala Yousafzai. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, Afghanistan girl who blogged about going to school and she was shot by the Taliban. Yeah. Uh, she's, probably in about She's done so, a lot for women's rights and so on, hasn't she? Yes. And she's a sort yeah. of big um, big sort of figure in that, you know. And she's a very brave uh, young lady as well. Um, yeah. Go on then, what are, they, what are the facts? So what, what are she the not w- facts? What has she won? <laughs> has she won a Grammy for Best Children's Album in 2015 for an audiobook about her life entitled I Am Malala? Or did she win the Hellman's Mayonnaise Award for Woman of the Year in 2015? After her work helping educate children in the Helmand province of Afghanistan. Okay. Uh, Helmand's mayonnaise and Helmand province in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's a strange connection there that I think you might have made up. <laughs> I may have made it up. It may be the kind of thing that Helmand's mayonnaise want to do as a market employee for them. Possibly. Okay. Um, I d- uh, and that's quite a, that's quite a, a sort of tricky political sort of issue, isn't it? All that. So I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure. What mayonnaise? No. <laughs> well, well, it is. You, do you dip your chips in it? Do you not? Yeah. Why do you only want mayonnaise when you go to a restaurant to dip your chips in, but never at home? Mm. If anyone's with me on that, I don't know. I'll go to every restaurant, and wherever I have chips, I have to have mayonnaise to dip. But at home, I won't do it. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. It's very strange. So I'm 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 gonna because I think the sort of the, I think that I think the first one's more likely. I, I, I believe because I think the other one might be, although it's political and she's there for you know, standing up for people's rights and all that kind yeah. of thing. I think that might be a bit tricky in the fact that Hellman's mayonnaise is involved in something to do with the Hellman province. Is that right? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not with that one. So I'm going to okay. go the first one. Okay, and you'll be right. She has. Actually, won a Grammy, <laughs> uh, and it was for uh, there was an audio book created about her life called I'm Malar, and that won Best Children's Grammy. And yet, audio you know, book. great artists of the past like the Teletubbies, Bob yeah. the Builder, Zig and uh, Zag, yeah, <laughs> Bob, yeah, Bob, uh, yeah, Mr. Blobby, yeah. you know, all, all failed to grab themselves a never, Grammy. Never won it. Um, so next up, um, former Prime Minister of Pakistan, Benazir Bhutto. Um, I think she was the first female leader of Pakistan. Um, so what did she do whilst at university? They let a lady lead a country. I'm only That's, joking. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was quite some news at the time that she was, she was assassinated. <laughs> I'm Again, I'm joking. Yes. Okay. Um, so what did she do at university? She introduced Theresa May to her husband, Philip May, uh, while they were students at Oxford, and this was at a Tory student disco during the 1970s. Or did she study at Cambridge University? 
She studied physics there, and during a disagreement at a student party, she once threw a glass of wine over Stephen Fry, who she described as obnoxious. Um... I would say, obviously, Theresa May didn't have the maiden name May. She was called something else before. Okay. I'm just trying to imagine Theresa May at a party. Uh, <laughs> at yes. A disco. <laughs> at a disco. Um... She was there claiming that an illegal immigrant had not been deported because he got a cat. <laughs> um... Did, did, did people want her to leave the party, but she decided to stay? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I can't imagine a, a, a disco, but you, then you did state you did start by saying it was a Tory student disco. Yes, that which, must which be might fun. not look like any other disco you you could ever possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because there'll be pigs' heads there. There'll be. <laughs> um, uh, Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry always comes across as a nice bloke. Do you not um, think as a student he might have been quite obnoxious? Possibly, yeah, because he, he's quite clever, isn't he? And sometimes if, if he's too clever, you know, he, he uses intelligence too much, maybe he can come across a bit like that. So, yeah, I think, I may, I think I'll go with that one. The second option, the Stephen Fry one. Uh, you're wrong. Oh. She matched mate for Theresa May and her husband. Um, I would, I would lo- If anyone's ever seen the inside of a Tory disco... It's just Tory student disco. Yeah, I would love. I'd love to see it. it be, especially one from the nineteen seventies. I'd like that. to go, but I'd like to see it. Yeah, <laughs> fly on the wall sort of thing. Uh, so finally, last one. Um, so Dolly Parton. What is named after her? Is it the Nine to Five Foundation, an American charity which lobbies for people to work regular hours, i.e., nine to five, uh, which will allow them to have a structured family lifestyle, or is it the first cloned animal? Dolly the sheep is named after Dolly Parton. It was cloned using the cells from a sheep's mammary gland. And Dolly, Par- Dolly Parton has a very notable pair of breasts. <laughs> right, okay. Um, which is not, you know, not the main thing about Dolly Parton. She's an excellent singer. Of course, yeah. Uh, country singer and so on. But that is, she's, she's known for that as well. Whether, you know, she is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so, so a sheep, she was named after a sheep. Was it the, the scientific sheep or uh, something? Dolly, like? Dolly the sheep was the first ever cloned sheep. Okay. Uh, cloned probably in about uh, 1999, 1998, something like that. I was like going to say, you know, um, the hair the hair, is sort of very sheep-like as well, I yeah. suppose. And some, I would probably say that's more of a link than yeah. anything else. And uh, then the first one, just a reminder on that. Uh, there is a, a 9 to 5 foundation that she's a patron of and is named after her, and it campaigns for people in America to work regular hours, i.e. 9 to 5. Not shifts. Uh, and not shifts. there and everywhere. Yeah, and not be abused, be treated well at work. And be able to get into a good family lifestyle. And actually, the the, the contemplating moving to a, a well, it's it's one of those sort of things that play, countries in sort of Scandinavia are trying and places like that, aren't they? Were moving to a four day week and hmm. changing what we all know as our sort of general working nine well five Monday to Friday pattern, um, because apparently there's just not the need anymore to to do the sort of five days. Of yeah, work a week. That that that's been talked about, isn't it? So, well, I think sort of uh, looking at charity, it was more kind of geared towards making sure people regularly know what shifts are going to be working. All oh, right, um, okay. and all that sort of stuff. So, not necessarily. Yeah, I not think as nowadays, deep as that. I think necessarily maybe not always nine to five, but you know that's what it started out as. Now it probably appreciates that people at different hours, but it's not just you working different hours, different shifts each day, and sort of confusing and working ten while two. <laughs> well, only on a Monday, <laughs> then it's three while six on a Tuesday. After Afternoon. <laughs> Something like that. Be, that's, that's the kind of thing that's what we're trying to avoid, isn't it? Would, it? Just and a great the, bit of singing. Yeah, and you know, I, I suppose they're going to choose a song that, uh, that, that's. Yeah, I'm going to go with that one, I think, just because of my singing compliments it. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> that is incorrect. Oh. <laughs> it is actually the case that the Dolly the Sheep is named after Dolly the Parton, and specifically for that reason as well Mammary Gland and her breasts. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would have I've, like I've got said, nothing further to say. I would have gone with it would with it be more like the hair, I suppose. The sort yep. of sheep like sort of hair, wispy sort of hair. Mm. Never mind. Uh, that was really good. I okay. enjoyed that. Thank you very um, much. and a big shout out to uh, International Women's Day. Some yep. great um women mentioned in that list, uh, very sorts of um notable women who've done a lot yep. in history and all that kind of thing. And I think it's worth a big shout out to, to everybody out there on International Women's Day. And there is an International Man's Day. There is an International Man's Day. And that's it for the podcast, pretty much. So um, we hope you've enjoyed it this week. Uh, if you want to get in touch with you can do. Uh, Twitter, at Waste of Web Space. There's www.wasteofwebspace.co.uk if you just want to see all of our stuff on there yep. and record a visit on there so you can it tells you how many times people have wasted the time there. Yep. There's the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can review us on uh, on Apple Podcasts or on Stitcher as a tune in. There's anywhere you can go and listen, please listen. Um, yep. You might want to not listen more than once. but uh, Although if you do, it'll boost our listener figures, so please do. Enjoy Crufts. Enjoy Crufts and have a good time there. Enjoy International Women's Day. Yep. Do both at the same time if you really can. If someone says to you when's International Men's Day, then tell them that it's on the 19th of November, I think it was. It's also British Pie Week. Yep, don't forget that. <laughs> I think that's just about everything, isn't it? Thank it you is. very much for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Goodbye.